It's another episode of Delisted the Podcast. I'm Michael Kay. And I'm Allison. Let's start with royal news. There's a lot of it. Who would have thought in year 2022? Uh, that's what year it is, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Took, I always think it's still 2021. Yeah, it's Me 2022. Too. <laughs> it's like I went forward in time. But who would have thought that in 2022, there'd be so many stories about the royal family? Me. But... <laughs> We're not talking about Harry and Meghan. No, for is, once. For once. And they, they've got a lot of shit going on, but we're not going to cover that. We're going to cover the other royals. The today. rest of them. The rest. Um, so Prince Andrew, he has long been accused by Virginia Giuffre, who was one of Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking victims, <laughs> of sexually abusing her when she was a minor. He denied it. He has said that, we've talked about that here, he has never met her, even though there's a picture of them together. He says that picture is photoshopped. Which, it's definitely not, and I mean, again, I'm not a, I'm not a photo forensic scientist here, so I'm saying it's definitely not photoshopped with zero authority. But, I mean, it's not photoshopped. That was a picture that was shot on film. That was a Kodak picture that was printed out at the photo lab. Yeah, it does not look photoshopped to me. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and he did meet her. I mean, that's pretty obvious, but yeah. he denied it. He denied meeting her. He denied all of that. So she filed a lawsuit against him, you know, basically saying that he, she's telling the truth and he abused her when she was a minor. And he, being the king of delusion that he is the only way he'll become king the only title he has now basically (laughs) is king of delusion that he has been he was trying to get the lawsuit thrown out trying all these tactics when none of that worked he was throwing everything at the wall when nothing stuck he's like okay i want to go to a jury trial i want to settle this by jury which is basically what she wanted yeah she's like like, okay (laughs) (laughs) He's acting like it was his whole idea when he was trying to get this lawsuit thrown out. But it's not going to a jury trial because they settled their lawsuit. Um, They issued a joint statement and Andrew has done a complete 180. Is that the phrase? 180? Yeah, I was trying to think of what the British equivalent to that would be, but I'm pretty sure that they work in uh, like a 360 degree metric as well. It's backwards. It's a zero a one. I think that's Australia where they do things backwards. In the statement, he's saying that um, he he called Virginia brave. He mm-hmm. doesn't admit abusing her when she was a minor, but instead he said he regrets making Jeffrey Epstein a friend. So this is kind of the whole statement that they issued mm-hmm. together. Prince Andrew has never intended to malign Miss Jufre's character, and he accepts that she has suffered both as an established victim of abuse and as a result of unfair public attacks. It is known that Jeffrey Epstein trafficked countless young girls over many years. Prince Andrew regrets his association with Epstein and commends the bravery of Miss Jufre and other survivors in standing up for themselves and others. He really threw Jeffrey Epstein under the bus on this one. Not that Jeffrey Epstein would know. Yeah, Jeffrey Epstein's corpse threw it right under the bus, whatever is left of it. Yep. <laughs> um, the details of the settlement have not been made public, but whatever Andrew is paying Virginia, 
it will go to Virginia's charity for victims' rights. Now, it's been reported that um, the settlement is anywhere from $12 million to $16 million. And as we've heard before, Prince Andrew couldn't afford his lawyers, so his mummy, the queen, was helping out. And now they're saying that the queen is helping him pay off his sexual abuser accuser. That doesn't shock me in the least, Michael, because he was, I, I always come back to this, he was selling a Swiss chalet, a, like a an actual Swiss chalet. That means something very different for Canadians. He was selling a Swiss chalet that he like co-owned with Fergie or whatever that they couldn't pay off. They own like a $9 million loan or something on it. And it's like, if you can't keep your winter house, if you're a prince, a prince of England, and you can't keep your winter house, you have got money problems. Yeah, and he's not a working royal anymore. No. Whatever that means. So he had to go to mom and ask her to help him out. And apparently she did, which she probably did. But um, helping her piece of shit son isn't the only thing that the queen has been dealing with lately. Mm -hmm. Um, She got COVID. Yeah, like real COVID too. What's Not- what's what's fake COVID? <laughs> okay, Joe Rogan. <laughs> she, she got okay. She got Canadian this truckers, <laughs> are you part of the Canadian truckers protest? You're talking like acting like there's a fake COVID. I'm sitting in my truck right now that says Freedom Convoy on the outside of him. Like, Shh, keep it down. I'm trying to record a podcast over here. <laughs> yeah, she got COVID, and COVID is running through the royal family. So it all started with Charles, of course. It's always Charles' fault. Everything bad starts with Charles. Comes back to him, always. So he first got COVID for the first time last March. Mm-hmm. So, But on February 10th, the palace announced that Charles got COVID again, and he started isolating. His wife, Camilla, um, who has obviously been around Charles, is she didn't isolate. Like, you would think as soon as they said Charles is COVID, she would have isolated too. If I was living with someone... If I was living in the same vicinity, not even the same house, if we like lived on the same floor of an apartment and I knew that somebody had COVID, I would be like, I am keeping myself inside for at least 48 hours. I'm going to get a testing kit and I'm certainly not going to be going out without a mask and going to work. No, and she was just with Charles. And then she was just with Charles that night the night, the day that he announced that he has COVID. And then also that, or sorry, it was the day before, I think he announced. And then that night or that day, she worked an event and she didn't wear a mask. So she didn't isolate. She did the complete opposite. She went out in bareback style with no mask. And so, of course, on February 14th, Valentine's Day, happy Valentine's Day, it was announced that Camilla got COVID too. And like, Michael, (laughs) obviously, obviously, his wife, who he shares a bed with, got his COVID as well. Well, we don't know if they share a bed. I watched The Crown. Didn't they sleep separately on that? Didn't all the royals, like, sleep in separate rooms on that? Oh, yeah. They all have, like, different beds in different rooms and stuff. Yeah. But they're constantly horny for each other. So, yeah. So, he's definitely slobbering on her and she's slobbering on him. So, it's not a surprise that she got it. They're staying within, like, they're less than six feet between each other. 
So on February 20th, it was announced that the queen got COVID too. And she's been experiencing mild-like symptoms. Now, the queen is probably what everyone believes. She's triple vax. That's what we're... Mm-hmm what we all believe that she's triple vaxxed, that they're all vaxxed. Mm-hmm. And this isn't the best news that um, for her because she's 95. She's going to be 96 in April. She's been having health issues. Like she has to use a cane. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sun also claims, this is not surprising either, that staffers at Windsor Castle, where the queen lives, have also tested positive. And the queen, she also, she was with Charles, I think, Two days before he announced he got COVID, she didn't isolate either. She did an in-person meeting without a mask on February 16th. That's four days before she announced that she got COVID. So she's probably passing it around too. Well, yeah, because she's doing unmasked stuff. They're all doing unmasked stuff. I mean, they don't need to do unmasked visits. We know what they look like underneath the mask. Yeah, we know. They don't even have to do any, like... I'm sure the country will continue to run and be fine without them going to cut the ribbon on a new garden or whatever. Exactly. It's not like Charles is going to the hospital because he's like a neurosurgeon and he's like, well, I've got to do this brain surgery at three. Like, no, Charles, it's fine. Stay home. They can stay okay. But they have been not. They have not been. Mm -hmm. And the palace said that the queen will be doing light duties. Although today, all of her Zoom meetings where all of her virtual meetings were canceled. Mm-hmm. And the palace released this statement. They said, as Her Majesty is still experiencing mild cold-like symptoms, she has decided not to undertake her planned virtual engagements today, but will continue with the light duties. Like, what is this light duties? You, why, why are we making a 95-year-old woman work? In any other circumstance, we'd be like, that's elder abuse. To be like, all right, grandma, get to work. I don't care if you've got COVID. You got to do some of your chores. Does it really work? Like light duties to us is light duties to me answering one email. Yeah, or like light duties to me is um, taking a Swiffer cloth and like lightly dusting some furniture in my living room, like three pieces of furniture, and then being like, "Oh, I'm done. I'm spent. I'm so tired from this." And that's that's a lot. And for her, it's probably they show her a statement. She looks at two words and says, "Okay," and that's it. That's what I'm guessing light duties is. Or she like is Venmoing her son's sexual abuse accuser the money. That's yeah, like- <laughs> the light duty. Yeah, she's, her light duties are approving um, uh, wire transfers. That's, that's what I'm guessing is light duties. This and the light duties. But um, so the, there, as always, there are theories online. Yeah. Um, there's there's always theories like the queen is already dead. They some people think that the queen is already dead and they're like weakened and burnings her, which doesn't make sense to me because she's on video and stuff. But they some one theory mm-hmm. is that so like you know it's the queen's what is it platinum jubilee or something yeah, and it's so they one. think like last year the queen was in her sixty ninth year of reigning. And yeah. they think that she died last year. Some conspiracy theorists. But they didn't want to say it because then she would end at 69. And so they were keeping her alive, like weakened and burnings her, weakened and burning, burning ease, burning, sure, her until her 70th year. So she won't end at 69. But the queen is a freak. She'd probably be okay with 69. She'd be fine. I mean, how great. I mean, not how great. That's the wrong choice of words. But like, imagine if it happened on April 20th, 420 in her 69th year. 
I mean, we, we should all be so grateful if we could go out on those kind of numbers. Yeah, that that sadly did not because I think she's alive. I, think I don't she's think definitely that. alive. And Michael, I love conspiracy theories. Like I fully buy into them. I don't buy this one. Like I think she's alive. I think she's just really old. And of course she's gonna cancel stuff. She's ninety five. Like and also they wouldn't they wouldn't weekend at Bernie's her because that takes way too much effort. And I feel like there's a lot of stuff that is like bumbling. People are bumbling around the palace. I don't think they could orchestrate a weekend at Bernie's situation. And if they are in the videos I've seen or are what they've reanimated or, or whatever, <laughs> they need to go to Hollywood because okay. they have skills. They can try to make Henry Cavill's performances look alive or Keanu Reeves's performances look alive. I'm going to get struck down for that. I know you're going to get a lot of hate mail for that one. <laughs> I, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. His performances are full of life. Okay, so let's now go on to the Wendy Williams show. The Wendy Williams show is no more. Mm-hmm. After 13 se- seasons, uh, it made its debut in 2008. But Wendy, she'll no longer ask how we're doing. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? How are we supposed to know how we're doing, Allison, if she doesn't ask? I don't know. That's the only way. Like, that's new- I don't know. I'm like stare in front of a mirror and be like, I don't know, drawing a blank. How are you doing, Allison? I don't know. I don't know. It's not the same. It's not the same. <laughs> yeah, the, sh- the show was a hit. She's had tons of celebrity guests. She's also said a lot of stupid shit, and now the show is done. And Wendy has been going through it. Mm-hmm. She's gone through a messy divorce. Oh, yeah, one of the messiest. Yeah, her husband got his side piece pregnant, so mm-hmm. that was a huge mess. She's been dealing with a lot of health issues, like she fainted on her Halloween episode in 2017. She's been diagnosed with Graves' disease and lymphedema. She moved into a sober living facility in 2019 Mm -hmm. to continue treatment for her cocaine addiction. And it's also been rumored that she's been suffering from dementia. So she's going through a lot. And since 2018, Wendy has taken several absences from her show Mm -hmm. to deal with her medical issues. And guest hosts like Sherry Shepard, Kiki Palmer, Jerry O'Connell, and Leah Remini have filled in for her. Uh, yeah, I mean, I will say the guest hosts have been pretty good. I'll give credit where credit's due. They are no Wendy Williams, but they've been decent guest hosts. Yeah, and then just the newest season premiered in October. Wendy has not been on it since. Um, guest hosts have been filling in for her. And it was reported a little bit ago that Sherry Shepard was going to be the show's permanent guest host through the rest of the season while Wendy gets better. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also been reported that Wendy bank wells fargo froze her bank accounts because they believe she's not mentally well and is being exploited and um wendy fought back she filed her own legal papers to keep wells fargo from freezing her money mm-hmm. she said that she is not mentally unwell and she's capable of handling her own money so wendy's personal life again we said is a mess but um she recently posted a video from miami mm-hmm. where she told everyone that she will return to her show and she will be stronger than ever a lot of people have been wondering like you know what you've been up to and they've been you know sending their prayers out and everything what do you have to say to those people just like thinking that you're up to whatever it is like what do you have to say to them you say prayers and think about me Really? Well, thank you. 
So everyone's praying about you. Thank you. Want to make sure that you come back strong. was a little bit a tiny bit to me it felt kind of like wendy was gonna hold up like um that day's newspaper and be like i'm wendy williams the date is february 18th it's 7 30 in the morning like it felt a little bit like reassuring people that like wendy's good that um, she's okay yeah that, that she can okay. walk and talk on her own yeah and and she was like very like she was very lucid during that interview like i wasn't watching it being like oh this nobody should have released this like I was watching it being like okay yeah wendy's wendy's doing okay right now but obviously i mean it's very hard to it's very hard to host a tv show if you're not able to host it yeah and she's not going to host anytime soon because the show is ending in june and then the sherry shepherd show will take that time slot and it will premiere in the fall and sherry confirmed the news in a statement of course she's excited um and the producers also of Wendy Williams also released a statement saying it's bittersweet, but mm-hmm. that Wendy needs to take time to deal with her health and um, they need to transition into another show and they hope they can work with Wendy in the future. And then Wendy said in a statement through her lawyer that she's grateful to her production company and to Sherry. And she also said... She, more than anyone, understands the reality of syndicated television. You can't go to the marketplace and sell a show that's the Maybe Wendy show. She understands why this decision was made from a business point of view, and she has been assured by Debmar Mercury, the production company, that should her health get to a point where she can host again, and should her desire be that she hosts again, she will be back on TV at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that was, I'm like, that was a good statement because you know it kind of made it seem like everyone made this decision the rug was not pulled out from any under anyone's feet it sounds like no and i don't think it is i think wendy probably knew she needed a long long break i mean she was yeah she was already on a very long break and with like no kind of like date to return on the horizon so it's kind of like everyone would probably get together and think okay let's call it let's call it this year do you um, think when sherry is a good choice for replacement oh michael i don't know how you're gonna respond to this but i think first of all listen nobody can replace wendy williams but secondly i kind of think that sherry shepherd would be good as a talk show host like sherry has said some very very dumb things in the past very like level 10 dumb things but I think that she's like a natural TV personality. Uh, I think <laughs> that she worked on The View. I think by herself, she's kind of a boring choice. But then again, like you said, she said some stupid shit. Like she said she didn't know if the earth was flat or not. Yeah. Messiness is the brand of the Wendy Williams show. So she is bringing that. But she also seems just kind of boring to me. I never... I in. Fairness to her, I never watched her on the Wendy Williams show. The only guest hosts I watched were Michelle Visage and Leah Remini, and I thought they were really funny. They were great, I thought that yeah. maybe they would be good hosts, but they went with Sherry. I mean... I, yeah, 
I listen. I think that Shuri is will, will be a good host because again, I think that she like can maintain a level of like professionalism. Do I think that she was the best guest host? Like you said, like Michelle and Leah were very funny. Kiki Palmer's very funny. Jerry O'Connell very enjoyable. So, I mean, they made it. They made a good choice. Like I don't think anyone is like, what the hell? How did Sherry Shepard get the job? Like it makes sense. I mean, it feels like a safe choice, but then again, Sherry had said stupid shit on TV before, so it might not be the safest choice. Yeah, we could be three episodes in writing about what Sherry Shepard said on the Sherry Shepard show. Ooh, that's fun to say. Do you think Wendy will be back? Oh, I don't like making predictions like this because I feel like I'm always like throwing stuff out to the universe that's bad. I th- I want to believe that she'll be back for her last show. Like, the very last show, the finale, I think she'll be back. But then another part of me is, like, her health might be, her might her health might prevent it. And, like, I don't think, I don't know if she'll be back. It what depends, because there's conflicting reports about her health. Like, yeah. some say dementia, and others say she's fine. Mm-hmm. She just needs a moment. I mean, if she's fine, needs a moment, she'll be back. She'll be back to continue to offend and piss people off. But, but who's really probably feeling this is gay Twitter because they lived on her memes and gifts from the it's Wendy true. Williams show. Oh, they were fed for years. Yeah, so hopefully Sherry will deliver. Probably not, but we'll see. Yeah, it's going to be like a half-filled buffet. It's going to be like a lunch buffet compared to the dinner buffet. Yeah, an appetizer. And a mousse-bouche. Mm-hmm. Um, so something else ended recently. The love bond between... Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley. They're over as well. Completely done. Shocked. Shocking. We, we've we talked about these two a little bit before. Um, Aaron Rodgers is a football player. Quiz time, Allison. What yep. team does Aaron Rodgers play for? Oh, God. This is, <laughs> this is embarrassing because I have someone in my life who likes football. He plays for the Green Bay Packers, but he does want to get traded to another team. He's oh, like, my God. You know all this. You're yeah, so butch. He's a, quarter, he's a quarterback. He grew up in, I believe, Chino, California. Um, he's, he's been with Green Bay, but he's been pissing off the fans. What's his number? Oh, I couldn't even guess. 69. Okay. Okay, 420. Not, I don't know. You're not that butch yet. <laughs> no. And Shailene Woodley, as we know, is an actress. So they were a quarantine couple, and they got engaged last February, February 2021. Um, But recently, their love was put to the test, as Mm -hmm. we've talked about here before, because Aaron pretty much outed himself as an anti-vaxxer and admitted that he kind of lied when he said he was immunized against COVID-19 when he was not vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Aaron ended up getting covid and you know how when we've talked about Joe Rogan, we're like, who's taking medical advice from Joe yeah. Rogan? <laughs> it's, it's Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> that is like the person who's taking all. He's not second guessing anything. He's taking notes. He's going right to the drugstore and being like, give me the horse paste. Yeah, he because Joe Rogan said um, that he got COVID and he treated with Invermectin. And Aaron Rodgers said the same thing because he said well, I did some things that Joe Rogan did. (laughs) So he's the poster child for this is who's listening to Joe Rogan is Aaron Rodgers. So Shailene, she got dragged into it because if Aaron is anti-vax, everyone... One would assume. Assumed she was. Mm -hmm. Um, But she's also been doing some acting projects where she may have been had to have get vaccinated. So we don't know. She hasn't said either way. But she, de- she did defend him because the Daily Mail posted pictures 
of a man they said was Aaron breaking the COVID isolation protocols by going out and about. But Shailene called the Daily Mail out and said that the dude was not Aaron in the pictures. And she knows because she knows Aaron's body and his feet are much bigger, meaning he has a big dick. Well, she's implying that. Well, what I'm trying to say is it's not proof. Large feet do not equal large penis. No, it's not proof. And that's when I was like, I mean, that's overcompensating. Yeah, like, and, girl, you don't need to go that hard. Don't worry. Yeah, and I don't even know if they fuck, honestly. I'm not I know. sure if they fuck. They, so, they give off, they definitely give off um, cuddle vibes. Yeah, so I'm like, I don't know if you know that, Shailene, but okay. And a source at the time said that Aaron and Shailene don't agree on everything, but they choose not to talk about politics. And, you know, you you would think that has all the ingredients for a very healthy and long-lasting relationship when you're not allowed to talk about certain things. Oh, yeah, opposite of toxic. Yeah, but no, they're over after a year of being engaged. And sources claim it's because of distance and their Uh schedules. And that Aaron spent so much time with football that he didn't have much time for their relationship. And they haven't been happy for a while. They were only together for a year. What is a while? Yeah, but that's like one third of their relationship, maybe. (laughs) One fourth, a quarter. (laughs) We're working in very small amounts here. We only have 12 months. Yeah. And so, and Aaron confirmed their split on Instagram this week. He basically posted like a goodbye letter to her. Um, He was talking about things he's grateful for. A lot of it was football stuff, boring. And then he wrote, at Shailene Woodley, thanks for letting me chase after you the first couple of months after we met and finally letting me catch up to you and be a part of your life. Thanks for always having my back, for the incredible kindness you show me and everyone you meet, and for showing me what unconditional love looks like. I love you and I'm grateful for you. I mean, to be fair, is it unconditional love if nobody is challenging you on stuff? Like, I feel like unconditional love would be if I was dating someone and I got vaccinated and they didn't get vaccinated and I was like, okay, I accept you as you are. Uh, that's like unconditional, I guess. But this, they weren't even well, talking about stupid. that Well, that's stupid. That's stupid love. Yeah, that is. That's, <laughs> this, that is not, uh, the CDC does not recommend that type of love. That is not unconditional love. Well, I mean, they're done. Did you think that they were going to make it to the wedding chapel? Mm. I don't know because, you know, people have said that they thought they were a mismatch. I didn't think they were a mismatch because, like, she eats clay for health reasons. Mm -hmm. He eats horse paste for health reasons. Like, that's a match made to me. So I'm a little surprised. Their publicists couldn't come to an agreement. So, yeah. But see, that's not always, like, that's not always perfect, though, right? Like, Paula Abdul has sung previously that opposites attract. So Shailene will find her good match. Aaron will find his Joe Rogan. It's Joe Rogan, it's basically. Joe Rogan. Yeah, that, that's those two will, will stand the test of time. It's like Joe Rogan in a wig going by the name Joanne Rogan. Not even that. Aaron will probably love him without the wig and disguise. Yeah. <laughs> he loves all of Joe Rogan. Okay, so finally, Allison, before we agree to talk about this next thing, have mm-hmm. you... Did you ever hear of vabbing? Never. Never. Not once. And I feel like I'm completely up to date on, like, gross stuff. 
Yeah, I never heard of it either, and I'm surprised I haven't either. But vabbing is when you dab your vagina juices on your pulse points, like perfume. And right. like some think that wearing your coochie fumes, like perfume, will attract partners, like other animals, you know, pheromones. And it went viral in 2019 when sexologist Shan Budram said that she wears her pussy perfume on night's out i'm surprised like gwyneth paltrow must be pissed she didn't come up with this oh because this is exactly the type of but you know what you can't sell it though that's the thing she can't monetize it well she did have that candle this candle smells like my vagina so she could have like this perfume smells like my pussy and will attract all the things that gwyneth attracts yeah or it's like an extra long which is (laughs) hate It's like an extra long swab in like a like one of those test tubes. It's not even like this perfume smells like. It's like this is my juices. Eight hundred dollars. And there's been no studies on this, but vagina secretions contain pheromones. So some believe that those pheromones will attract a potential partner. And Shan Budram tested the theory for her book. So she sent three women three women into a bar twice. The first time they went in with no fragrance on. The second time they went in with just their coochie juices on their pulse points. The women claimed they felt more confident in flirting when they were wearing their snatch juices on themselves. Okay, this sounds like placebo effect. That's what Shan says, that it's (laughs) that it might have had a placebo effect alongside any biological attractive properties, adding, regardless of if vaginal pheromones truly make a person irresistible or not, the fact that you think it does will cause you to act in a bolder, more confident manner. Okay, so it's psychosomatic. Yeah, and it's gone viral again because she joined TikTok and she's talking about it on TikTok. So Gen Z is going to start wearing... Snatch perfume. Yeah. Michael, I need to ask, what's the boy version of this? Because I was trying to figure it out. I'm like, I don't know what it would be. It would be like a musty ball sweat. Yeah, I guess. Like putting it on your pulse points. Yeah, put that on your... <laughs> <laughs> would you, would you try this, Allison? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't just because it's like, it's one of those things where I would be... I'm already very self-conscious. Like, I am so self-conscious. I've got the world's lowest self-esteem. I would be vabbing and then instantly go into a bar and be like, oh, they definitely think I smell gross. All right, I'm going home. They smell <laughs> like, like turn Well, my question is, let's say you do, you put your cooch juices on you and okay. it attracts someone, let's just say. Do you have to keep vabbing to keep them interested in you? Like, do you have to say, excuse me, during your day, like go in the corner, wet queef in your hand, spread it on your neck, and then come back. Like, do you have to do that every 15 minutes? I'm pretty sure because one day they're going to notice. For the rest of your life? For the rest of your time with them? Till I'm 95? It's too much work. That's that's way too much work. And the, the, gay, the gay bottom version is probably butt juices. Is someone out there doing that right now? <laughs> what would it be called? It's not vabbing. What would it be called? But, but bus, bussing. Bussing. No, babbing. Babbing. That sounds cute. Babbing. Babbing. <laughs> but, and it'll, for me, it'll have the opposite effect. Like, it'll, people will run away. And then, like, flowers will die. 
Like I'll walk by the trees and birds will drop dead. Michael, Coachella is back. It's officially back after a hiatus because of COVID, obviously. Cocaine dealers, molly dealers, flown crown dealers are rejoicing everywhere. Oh, this is the biggest news for them. This is like uh, Y2K. Remember how we all celebrated in the year 2000 on New Year's? That's what all those Coke dealers are doing right now. And they're especially doing that because it was recently uh, revealed by Stagecoach, which is like the country version of Coachella. Um, So they gave a list of requirements that were going to happen if you wanted to come to Stagecoach, right? Like COVID safety restrictions, right? And here's what they are. There's no vaccine requirements. There's no testing requirements. They're not going to make you wear a mask. Basically, there is absolutely no restrictions in place at Stagecoach this year. And Stagecoach is owned by a company called Golden Voice, which also owns Coachella. And so Coachella hasn't released an official statement on this, but people are saying, like, it's the exact same protocols at Coachella. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, it's It's the the exact same thing. So when you go to Coachella this year, as I know you will, because I know you're a huge Coachella person, <laughs> you don't miss it at any years. Um, yeah, you don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to prove you've been vaccinated. You don't have to put the swab up your nose. Don't wear a mask. Pretend COVID doesn't exist. No. And, you know, all the molly and coke you do will probably kill it. It's true. And if it doesn't kill it, then you can catch COVID while you catch a UTI. From yeah. a guy named... And that's... Blitz. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I'm once Coachella happens, I'm never leaving my house because they're, the, the, this, like, super mutant virus is going to be created there. It's going to be like a hybrid of, like, coronavirus and syphilis yeah. are going to join <laughs> forces. <Syphilis>. So don't... <laughs> I mean, even if we're not a pandemic and I'm going to Coachella, I'm going to wear a hazmat suit with a crown... With a flower crown on top, of course. Keep it festive. Yeah, but, you, you know, because it's nasty over there. Yeah, but with COVID going around? Mm-mm, double. No, thank you. Even UTIs and STDs are like, I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, they're not They're not going to be there. They're not going to show. No, that's, the, the germs are like, that's too much. I'm not interested in this. <laughs> this is unsafe. <laughs> All right, Michael, J-Lo and Ben Affleck have been dating for a while now. And what, I like think- six months? Um... Yeah, it's been about that. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I think they're working well, on in like... Shay, well, in Shailene Woodley and Aaron Rodgers' time, they've been together for eons, practically. Yeah, like decades. <laughs> decades spanning back to the 1900s. Um, so they've been dating. I, we've talked on the podcast before about whether or not we think that this is going to end in marriage. You have gone on record to say that you don't think it will. I have stated that I believe that these two are going to get married. Um, because I'm just a fool who believes in romance. But when they do eventually get engaged and get married, um, J-Lo does not want a public proposal. So we know that for sure. Um, So she did a radio interview and she said, I love public displays of romance. I don't know if I would love a proposal. I think that's more a more intimate thing between two people. So that's not something that she is into. Mm, do you believe <laughs> No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. This is reverse psychology. This is like when someone's like, oh, 
uh, I'm not hungry. I don't want to order any dessert. Like when you go for dinner and then someone's like, well, I'll order dessert. Oh, well, don't even think about sharing it with me. I don't want any. And then they end up eating a bunch of it. Well, I think it'll probably be private, but meaning it's on a private soundstage with a camera crew, director, stylist, you know, production budget and then they're going to record it edit it get their sponsorships in and then though so be private while it's being filmed yeah and then it will be released and she'll debut the ring on the red carpet for the premiere of shotgun wedding and it'll be and the their uh proposal engagement video will be like fathom events you know the it's like Fathom Events presents operas, symphonies, and Benefer's engagement. You can buy it on VHS, wherever finer VHS tapes are still sold. Okay, so Michael, we have, I can't remember if we've talked about Euphoria before on the podcast, but you watch Euphoria. Yeah, you do too, right? Yeah, I do. And um, so recently, the most recent episode, it was like the penultimate episode of season two. Um, there was a kind of a lead up during season two about um, one of the characters named Lexi, who's played by Maude Apatow, who is the younger sister of Cassie, who is, if you don't watch Euphoria, she's like the blonde girl who is, who uh, started sleeping with Maddie's ex-boyfriend, Nate. Um, so she has been working on a play called Our Life. And that's been like kind of a recurring theme through this season is like, that's what she's into is doing this play so for the last two episodes of season two we're getting to see the play it's like two-part episode the first half is the first half of the play the you know um season finale will probably be like most of the play plus whatever you know storylines they need to wrap up so everybody on social media was talking about oh this is a high school play this yes that's what needs to be stressed here they are in high school and public public high school public high school there is no uh nobody alludes to the fact that these kids are rich they're not no, they're, presented they're middle as like, class exactly totally regular kids in a totally regular part of california and so lexi puts on this play and michael were you in theater in high school oh yeah i'm gay <laughs> okay so you are in theater yeah <laughs> um so for anyone who is in theater you probably and you were you in theater in a public high school? Yes. Okay, so you have a working knowledge of like how much budget goes into a high school, a public high school play. Sort of, yeah. Which is to say, like zero, zero dollars <laughs> at most, maybe fifty dollars, maybe, and that's if the teacher puts in her own money. Yeah, or somebody's parent. Yeah, it's usually zero dollars. Yeah. So. Lexi's play <laughs> was everybody was like assuming that the whole school's budget went to the theater department because Lexi had um well first of all they had people behind the stage like on like headsets and they've got a lighting board and they're all talking in the walkie-talkies like uh go for go for red number 2 go for uh off stage left all that stuff there were dance numbers there was like a revolving stage in one scene. Yeah, there were multiple sets. Multiple hyper-realistic sets. It was like Broadway caliber. It was, yeah, it was probably like a huge, huge budget. Costumes, like everything. Oh, so many costumes. The wigs. I was like, I don't remember. First of all, we had one wig in our drama department and it was gross. 
I had to wear it for one play. It was like an old lady wig. We didn't have any other wigs on top of that. It's like whatever your hair was, that's what your hair was for the play. <laughs> like, and none of us had like money to go buy wigs after school. Oh, um, we had wigs, but these wigs, I mean, row kill look better than these these wigs. These wigs had been through it. These wigs should write a memoir because they have lived a hundred years and they have been through it. They, <laughs> it's like a, it's a harrowing memoir. They really, like these wigs were so busted. And like Euphoria High, they have the best of wigs. They have several costumes. They have amazing lighting setup. And to me, it wasn't just that it was, it wasn't just the production. It was also the content. We did shit like You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. They're doing soft gay porn. At one point, her play became Sean Cody the Musical. All the guys are shirtless, huffing. (laughs) They like, they... They had a strip, uh, the the character of Cat did like a strip dance. <laughs> I know. Also, okay, during that dance number where it was like all the boys in the gym that were like dry humping and air humping and stuff like that, they were playing Bonnie Tyler's I Need a Hero. Even with a high school production, you need to like buy the rights to music. Anytime you charge people tickets for something, you need to pay well, you need, but I mean, well, Michael, some schools can yeah, I mean, get away. Because you got to be a real asshole <laughs> to sue a school for using your song. Although I would, although Bonnie Tyler should sue Euphoria High because they obviously had the budget. If well, they didn't pay for that, she should sue them. That's what I mean. They definitely put out money for Bonnie Tyler's I Need a Hero. There's no way they couldn't have. They had, literally, the stage was moving around like one of those revolving restaurants. They had the money for it. They easily had the money for it. And, you know, it proves to me that not only the kids on Euphoria are doing drugs, so are the teachers and the school staff, because that's the only explanation for why they approved this. Yeah. (laughs) Also, it was a play that Lexi wrote. We never performed plays that were written by students. It just never happened. Somebody would write one and be like, I think I have a really good play. And then the drama teacher is like, well, no. Yeah, and she pitched it in the hallway. I know. She like pitched it between class and the hallway, and they're like, "Sure, here's Sounds a great. here's a one point six million dollar budget. If you need more, uh, see me next week. I'll see if I can swing another one." Oh my god, it was great. So I can't wait to see what happens in the finale. I mean, obviously, there's gonna be like some fireworks. She definitely has a pyrotechnic budget for this play. Okay, and so Michael, uh, finally. The Olympics happened, the Winter Olympics, and um, I mean, not a lot of people watched the Winter Olympics because there was a time difference that made it really difficult. Like, if you want to get up at three in the morning and watch some events, you could do that, but really, who's going to do that? Well, the NBC shows the highlights right. during primetime, and even that flopped. Nobody really cared about this the Olympics this time around. Yeah, it wasn't that exciting. So I feel really bad for some of the Olympians because, you know, they worked their asses off and they got to the Olympics and then, like, nobody really cared. For example, like, uh, a skier from Finland named Rennie Limholm, uh, he competed in, uh, like, a ski race, which is like a cross-country long-distance race. Usually they're 50 kilometers. This time it was shortened to 30 kilometers because there's weather conditions. So Rennie Limholm... Um, did 30 kilometers on skis in super cold weather. Uh, and for what? He ended up with a frozen penis. 
So he talked about after he finished the race. Oh, he didn't medal, by the way. I need to stress this. He just competed in it. But when he was done, he said that it was one of the worst competitions he'd been in and that his penis was a little bit frozen when he was done. And that um, when he was done, he had to like add like a hot pack to it, like mm-hmm. a hand warmer pack um, to his crotch. And as it thawed, it felt even worse. And so the when they were skiing, um, like when they were like ski racing, um, they were out there for about an hour and a half. And they were also reporting like some skiers were putting tape on their faces to make sure that their faces didn't freeze. They they should put, you know, like those body warmer patches. He should put that on his crotch before. Yeah. I don't know why they're not allowed to do that. Or like, can they not just. Maybe okay. it fucks with their performance or something. Maybe. But yeah, I would think they sh- they sh- yeah they should put that. They have to wear those like skin tight outfits. I don't understand why he doesn't just put a little sock on it. Yeah, a, a dick and but the balls too, like a dick and a crotch cozy. Yeah, somebody should knit that. Yeah, you knit. You should do that. Coming to your Etsy store, but <laughs> or they should get like uh, dick warmers, people to warm the dicks after. I'll volunteer. The, the dicks are like, uh, I'm cool. Dicks I'm cool. are like, I'm, I, I'm fine with getting hypothermia. Yeah, I'm, I've frozen <laughs> off already. Don't yeah. worry about me. There's no, there's no coming back from this. So that ends this episode. If you haven't rated us and reviewed us yet, please do. If you've got a question for us or a note or you want to tell us how vabbing has worked for you, email us at dtp at delisted.com. Send us your vabbing success stories. Or or stories that are not successful. Send us your vabbing stories, because I'm sure everybody has done it. So till next week. Bye. Bye.